0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And it's a Friday, which means we have another fan of the Colorado Avalanche on the show for the Fandom Friday segment. We have Jacob Hill joining us in just a moment. And we have the results from the latest poll, which was out on Twitter. And I think we're going to hold off because it's the weekend. We'll, we'll hold off on the polling and start it up again on Monday. So we just don't have a poll sitting there for Saturday and Sunday just marinating. So we'll hold off after the the awarding uh, of the Vesna trophy, trophy between Grubauer and Fransos. And it Probably went the way that you think it went, went the way that I thought it went. But we'll kind of uh, award that to the appropriate Colorado Avalanche goalie. And um, first things first, we will get into the social media where you can follow the show. Follow on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, Avalanche. And send questions, comments, concerns, email to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. If you want to be on this Fandom Friday segment, shoot me an email over at that email address, LockedOnAvalanche.com. Or LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. That one might work a little bit better. Um, or get a hold of me through one of the social media outlets. One thing that we did just last night was, uh, and like I've been doing since the season's been suspended and hiatus, is simulating the games that the Avalanche should be playing on NHL 20 on my PlayStation 4 and simulating it through the uh, Lockdown Avalanche YouTube channel. Uh, uh, If You you can just go to YouTube and and search for that and follow it if you want to, but if you follow on Twitter or Instagram, I post the link. To the stream uh, about 15 minutes before, I always do it at nine o'clock at night, eastern time. And uh, the next one will be Saturday, it's Canadians versus the Avalanche in Colorado. But for this game, it was Avalanche in Nashville against the Predators. And the Avalanche in my simulation world had lost three in a row two regulation, uh, two regulation losses, one overtime loss. So to kind of switch things up a little bit, the game in Nashville, uh, I had them wear the stadium series jersey from a few years back when they played Detroit. Uh, they were, they're still, you know, they're white, so they're technically away. And it seemed to do the trick. I'm telling you guys, this was a phenomenal game. I don't know, we had we have a good amount of people watching and there's a conversation going in the chat. You can, you can chat while the game is being simulated I don't know if I'm the only one, but I was actually like pumping my fist when the Avalanche would score a goal. And they were down this entire game. They were down five to two in the third. They got one about halfway through the third, and then they scored two with about a minute and a half left. They scored one to be, get down five to four, and then they scored another one with less than a minute left. It was le- there was less than a minute, I believe, between those two goals. And to tie it, people in the chat were going crazy, Uh, went into overtime, typical awesome overtime session, nobody scored, but there were some breakaways, it was just, it was nonstop hockey action, and then it went to a shootout, Av scored two, I think it was McKinnon, scored on the first round, Rantanen got stuffed, and then uh, Landeskog, Scored the winner and the Avs won at six to five. It was high octane action, let me just tell you. So, tune into that on Saturday, nine o'clock Eastern, Canadians versus the Avalanche. And I believe that gives the Avalanche 95 points on the season between the overtime loss and the win uh, against the Predators. And that was a big division win, too. So uh, 95 points. I'll have to double check on that, but I'm almost positive they would have 95 points in this hashtag simulate the season scenario that we have going. So definitely tune in because it's a lot of fun. So that's going to be Saturday. But right now it's Friday, which means it's Fandom Friday, and it's Jacob Hill from California on the show. Let's get to that segment right now. All right, so welcome back to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast and the Fan of Friday segment. And today I have Avs fan Jacob Hill on with me. Jacob, how are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing good.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And you are an Avs fan living in California?
1: Yep, Bakersfield, California.
0: So where is is Bakersfield? So
1: give me an idea. We're about two hours away from L.A. So um, we're known. We're kind of like a desert town. We're pretty big, but it's a desert town. We're known for our heat. Known for our crazy rednecks. You know, so it's uh, corn. If you know the band Corn,
0: yes, that's where they're
1: from. Really, Kevin Harvick is a big NASCAR driver, and then a lot of country music is huge here. Like Merle Haggard, Buck Owens are from. So
0: it's is it so there would be two hours like south from Los Angeles. Or... I
1: suck at directions. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're like right. in the middle of like we're like two hours away from Fresno, two hours away from um, you know, LA. Like we're in the middle.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, sense. uh, I mean, typically I start with how uh, people got into the avalanche, and we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. the, you know, the the flavor of the month right now is this whole yeah. uh, Corona thing and with you being in California that's kind of where uh we in, in on the west coast is kind of where it kind of first got into the United States yeah. has it has it affected you or anybody in your family or well thankfully as of right now I know
1: no one who has it um yeah. but it's it's crazy i mean obviously for some reason toilet paper become the bottle caps from fallout (laughs) you know they're so rare and you can't find them anywhere You go to the grocery store i mean they have no bread no Mm -hmm. microwavable foods like burritos or stuff it's all gone
0: so are you are you you low on supplies or are you kind of stocked up thankfully we're
1: good but we i mean we don't know how long this is gonna last i mean we have toilet paper but I mean, that's the thing. We don't, we don't have a timetable, you know, so we don't, we could only just do what we can, you know?
0: Right. Well, I mean, like, like everybody else is doing, you just got to kind of ride this thing out and just do the smart thing and keep washing your hands and keep your distance from people and all those things that you keep hearing over and over and over again. So, Mm uh, I mean, and now, now it's coast to coast, but, um, yeah, California seemed to be, well, the whole West Coast, like we said, seemed to be kind of where it was attacking first. So good to hear that. Yeah. hasn't affected you directly as of yet. Mm-hmm. Good. So, getting into pretty much the hockey season now. How has this affected? I mean, are you doing okay? That there's there's no hockey around, or pretty well, much I no watch sports. Every there?
1: all the sports. Um, you know, I watch it all. Love it. And uh, that's when I knew this thing was big. Is obviously yeah. when Rudy Gobert got it, the NBA season. And I was like, man, it's the NBA season, you know, because, you know, both 82-game schedules, most arenas are shared. They're around the same time as when they end and start. Uh, once that happened, I kind of knew. I was like, man, this is probably going to head the NHL's way. And obviously, I made sure to watch the, the, the Avs and Rangers game because, like, this could be the last one. Right. Yeah. And it was. It, I, but yeah, it was. and. Obviously they hope to get the season going. It I feel like you know, you hopefully it comes back, but they might just cancel it, which would suck because, you know, I I really thought the Abs, especially if now that there's time for rest, we could probably get our players back. I always thought, you know, the Abs the healthy ABS have a good shot at winning the cup, but now it's just you'll never know what it feels like, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean in the beginning you thought It could be uh, benefiting them, you know, have a couple weeks off and and maybe you lose out the last end of the season, but you go into the playoffs, everybody's healthy, ready to go, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) And now it's, uh, you know, maybe we'll see you next season at this point in the game. So who knows? Who knows? But it's we're all sitting by anxiously waiting hockey whenever that may be. Um, in terms of your your history of Avalanche fandom, wh- how, how you you grew up in California?
1: My entire life in, in Bakersfield, California.
0: And how how did you get turned on to the Colorado Avalanche?
1: Well, obviously here in Bakersfield so we have Bakersfield Condors, which are the current AHL team of the Edmonton Oilers. Okay you know, I got to see like Leon Drysaddle play here when he would oh, nice. play like a couple games for the Condors, like like nine games before they had him go up to, you know, Jesse Pugliarby spent so much time here coming and going.
0: So you get to right. see some,
1: you know, bright young Connors. Right. Well, uh, back in the day, obviously, when I would go to Condors games, they weren't an AHL team. They weren't even an ECHL team. They were just, I don't know what league they were in there as a team. And I just. Oh, like, this is a cool sport. I, I didn't really know anything about it, you know, because the first sport I really got into was football, right. and then I started to branch out to other. And so would go to my grandparents' house, and they'd have an old PS2 and PlayStation, and I would play NHL '99, oh. and I I knew I would play as the Western Conference all uh, All Star team, and I knew so little about hockey, I thought that was a real team. Like I, I didn't know but it all I was like, oh, this is this team's amazing. They're amazing. And the goalie for that team was Patrick Wall. And gotcha. I was like, dude, this goalie's amazing. He's stopping everything. Like nothing's getting by this guy. And my two favorite the two best forwards on that team for me were Sack and Forsberg. Okay. And then come to find out, they're on they're they're on a real team and they're all free together you know they're all three on that team i'm like well that was my team right there
0: that team's got to be awesome so i'm gonna follow
1: (laughs) and at this point it was like uh, obviously in on a nine but the year when i was playing it was like 2005 or 2006 you know okay the the abs were kind of a different team from you know in 99 that was like 98 they were obviously one of the best
0: right right so that 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 kind of started it for you and then
1: yes and then I tried you know I follow team when I could because obviously living in California, they're not gonna really play uh avalanche games you know if they are playing hockey games at all it's gonna be you know sharks teams um
0: stuff like that, yeah, so, I mean like, California's got uh you know Anaheim California. los mm-hmm. angeles uh you know they they have and there's uh, San Jose I, I think that's the three teams in California correct I think they have three yeah, teams
1: Yeah there's usually always three teams in California in all the sports
0: you know pretty much yeah I mean for and for the longest time oddly enough uh you know New York and LA are kind of like the biggest markets in LA for whatever reason oh, they yeah. have football teams but <clears throat> um now that you know now they they're getting football back there or well, they've had it back there but uh yeah. what about your 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 football allegiance is that to a different team? Is that to the Denver Broncos? No, oh, like, I know people are going
1: you... like my answer. What it got okay. me into football was Patriots, okay? I'm a Patriots uh-huh. fan. I know people, we hate them, okay?
0: Uh-huh. Okay. But
1: as a kid growing up, I watched the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, the first one. And uh, okay. I I watched I – like, I knew I didn't know Tom Brady. I didn't know anything. But I was like, whoever wins this game is going to be my team. <laughs> one, and I found out about Tom Brady's story, and I thought, man, this guy was a 109 ninth overall pick. He went from a nobody to somebody to a somebody to the most hated player probably in NFL history.
0: Yeah, right. And he must be doing something, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yep. look at it with Sidney Crosby. He's probably the most uh, hated player in the NHL. I mean, but I'm pretty sure everyone would love to sit on their team. I, did. I know I would.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's players that – are, are, that have that uh, I guess it follows them um, mm-hmm. trying to think of, I mean, you know, I'm also a Broncos fan. So I, I always know like Bill Romanowski was that guy. I don't know if that name rings a bell oh, for yeah. you, but yeah, I mean, no, he, yeah. he was that guy. Like he, you hated him if he was not on your team. And then when he's on your team, he just goes all out. So and
1: you I mean, when he was traded, yeah. I was like, man, Tyson Berry. I mean, I, and add Kerfoot. I thought it was a bit much because, you know, I get Barry for Kadri, but why do we have to throw Kerfoot? I, I, I didn't get that part.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, but, it, it seemed to have worked out, but yeah, that's a good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, it's a good trade for us. I, it's definitely worked out for us. And and I love Nazim. I love
0: what he brings to our team. And, yeah. you know, I agree. We need that. I agree. Um, so do you have you been to an Avalanche game when they come to been, you know California? I
1: haven't been able to. I definitely want to. It's definitely must I've unfortunately never even been able to be to an NHL game. Period. Um, I've been to many of period. Never okay. any I've been to plenty of Condors games, you know, go when I can, yeah. you know. But uh, and yep. obviously I've been fortunate enough to see the, the Colorado Eagles play you know, the condors. So in a weird, I've seen some of the, you know, abs players, you know, prospects right. live and in person.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that, you yeah. know, uh, you see, can kind of see these guys coming up before uh, they, they make it. big. yeah, I mean, and that, that's big for like, you know, uh, baseball, like when, when guys get injured and they have to go back down to the minors for a little while, People flock mm. to those games because it's an opportunity to see them. Even if it's in a you know minor or minor league AHL setting, uh, it's a big deal for people. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. Aaron, to keep your uh, keep your eyes open. and ears open, and you can go see those games. It's it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I get to see Leon Drysdale play. I mean, look at him now. Mm. He's uh, right. He's probably going to win the heart. You know,
0: it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. I think. Uh, I, I still and I, and I'm trying not to to come across as a homer, but what what is the the phrase of uh, most valuable? And you could make the argument that Drysaddle was you know as valuable as his team was to McKinnon was to the Avalanche because McDavid missed some time, and Drysaddle did not slow down, even though McKinnon um, even McDavid missed some time, um, but. Ah man, just the if, if the Avalanche didn't have the amount of injuries that they had for the duration of the season, uh if Nathan McKinnon's not there, they're not even sniffing the playoffs right now. So I think because of that, I think a lot of voters are gonna look at that and say, like, man, it, he added so much value, which is 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 in the the phrase MVP. And I think a lot of voters are gonna go McKinnon's way this year. I I don't think I think a lot of people wanna whoever's, you know, leading the league in points kind of just anoint them the Hart trophy because of that. But if you look at it and break it down, McKinnon's value to the avalanche is pretty much unmatched across the league. Yeah, well you- the year uh,
1: you know, McKinnon had breakout, he led uh, Taylor Hall in every statistical category except for a gap between teammates. Mm-hmm. And that was the argument for Hall winning it. And now you have it vice versa, where McKinnon, I mean, you could look at Hill, he leads probably McKinnon. I haven't seen the stats comparable, but I imagine Dreissel hasn't beaten all the other stats besides uh, teammates. You know, the next closest is Kel McCarr at like 50-something or 50. And that's it. I mean, and McKinnon's like at 92 or 93. Something like that. So if we gave it to Hull that year, well, why, why aren't we giving it to McKinnon this year?
0: Right. Right. I agree. But, I mean,
1: and again, uh, Nathan's not playing in Canada.
0: so Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you got into the Avalanche. You said it was around 2005. So
1: yeah, um, I really started following the team. It was Landis Cubs rookie year, you know, and then okay. I was finally able to start watching games. Around McKinnon's rookie year.
0: All right, so because uh, I, I put a a poll up on Twitter asking what upsets people more, and I was shocked because the two the two things I put up were were Nathan McKinnon not not going to achieve 100 points, or the D- uh, Detroit Red Wings not owning the worst record ever. And taking that away from the Colorado Avalanche, um, and overwhelming people were more upset that McKinnon will not get his hundred points, and uh, that really shocked me. And and then I had to have a conversation with uh, Kyle Sullivan, who's been on here a couple times, and he kind of reminded me, like, I think a lot of people who might be voting didn't really experience the Avalanche, Detroit Red Wings rivalry back in the days i'm sure they've heard about it but they didn't really witness it do you fall in that category where where you didn't i mean you didn't you didn't really follow it because if you didn't get into the avalanche till like the mid you know like around 2005 um would so so if you voted in that would you vote more towards the nathan mckinnon not getting the 100 points or do you would you even maybe not even living through the detroit red wing Avalanche rivalry, would you have voted for Detroit to unseat the Avalanche for worst record ever?
1: Honestly, I'd probably go for McKinney. I'd love. It's it's a shame he never got those. I mean, it's crazy to think about. You know, he's considered probably second best behind McDavid, and right. yeah, he's still yet to cross the hundred point plateau. Um, it's it's different now because obviously there's, and even I think if they do continue continue the season i think they're just call it regular season i don't think they're gonna yeah you know finish but right. i of course know and have seen stuff i didn't watch it live and i didn't experience it live but of course i know now and was seeing seen all the fights and oh, sure. bloodbaths and you know you hear the stories of of the the
0: the, the, the rivalry it was it's crazy Oh, man. And and that's that's the the dynamic is, you know, (laughs) even though like you didn't, you know, live through it, you know, about it. But I'm telling you, man, like if you if if you had been into like Avalanche hockey, like when it was going on, uh, you would have a deeply rooted hatred for the Detroit Red Wings, even to this day when they, you know, they shuffled the conferences and they're not even in the same division anymore, same not even the same conference anymore. Um it was a different time back then. And I don't know if I'm showing my age by hmm. by you know, back when back in my day, uh um, but it was yeah. it was uh it was something to what it was like must see T V when those two teams went at it. So yeah um,
1: how it's always been described. I mean it, I was just my all time favorite once player is Peter Forsberg. I never got to see him play live in crying, but so yeah. obviously seeing him play and seeing how he was like,
0: you know. Oh yeah, no, they were they were a fun, a really fun team to watch back in the day. So, um, I mean, obviously this year, kind of upset that you know, in all likelihood, the the regular season will probably not come back into play and we probably won't finish that. If we get anything, it might be a shortened, uh, not a shortened playoff, but let's just look into the crystal ball and say a playoff uh, happens in its entirety and they lock in teams the way that they are right now in the standings. That means the Avalanche would play the Dallas Stars. If that were to happen, would you be Comfortable with that matchup? How do you think the avalanche and, and you know, if this were to happen, they would be back. They would be healthy. Everything that we're saying, uh, would that give you more hope against Dallas? Or do you think it would be a dog fight the entire time?
1: I think it would be a, a dog fight. Obviously they swept this, this season, uh, but two of those games yeah. were in overtime. So close. But uh, Dallas, they're, I don't wanna sound like a homer here, but I mean they're they're kind of a cheap team, you know, they're veterans, they're they're a bit grindy, you know, so they do they do some things where you're like, uh and so obviously that's not gonna be an easy win, especially with Ben Bishop. He you know, <laughs> when he's on he's definitely tough to beat. But I, yeah. I think the Av would win, whether it's in seven or five. But I don't see him sweeping I don't see the stars sweeping the Avs or the Avs. Sweeping the stars, you know, obviously the big boogeyman is the blues. That's the big one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what every, everything is funneling through. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting if they do come back. Uh, it'll be interesting if they do shorten it to a best of five. Um, that'll make it even more interesting because it's going to take a couple, a couple games for these teams to kind of wear the rust off. Uh, because they're not allowed to be practicing or or around each other in, in the facility. So um, if you throw at them a five-game series, the team that shakes that rust off the quickest uh, has the advantage, clearly.
1: Well, I, I, and that's why I like the ads, because beginning of last year, they started off gray. Obviously, they had their down point in the middle of the season. It was mm-hmm. the same thing this year. They immediately started out. They were the only team, what, to go like, Eight and zero, or seven and zero in the beginning, and right. something like that, and then obviously it kind of had a, a bit, bit of a dip. So I, I think they are good at starting off, in the beginning. Sure. So it's just maintaining it. What's that? It's just maintaining it. You know that
0: they have exactly. some, a bit of an issue. Right, right. So any avalanche moments from years past that kind of stick out in your head as the moment that always gives you like the chills or just something well, that you think moment.
1: about game 82, you know, the dog pile. <sighs> That's a great moment. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I you know, I will watch the game live and I had a feeling they were going to win. I was like, I know they're going to win. I didn't expect them to do anything in the playoffs, but I knew they were going to win. I remember when Sam Gerrard, you know, it was Matt Nieto, I think that missed the pass or whatever. And I went right to Gerard, and he
0: rocketed it in. Yeah, and I was I, just like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say that, like his reaction. He's kind of a docile guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his reaction. What's that? He hates that guy, for, except when it comes out to, Alex to it For some reason, yeah, he hates that guy. <laughs> I know. I don't know what they have against each other, but when when he scored that goal and and he just just let out all that emotion. I mean, you couldn't help but watch game that game. game like... meant a lot to all of them. Ugh, just uh, w- what a game, and and yeah, that that one, as as long as I've been watching the Avalanche, um, you know that one sticks out to me the same way as you. Just what a yeah, game. And, and, and... Good
1: game eighty one last year, you know as well.
0: Which Not one was good. that?
1: Not as good as Game it's the one where they yeah. won against the Jets to went go into playoffs last year. Oh, to go into the playoffs you
0: know. last year. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> it wasn't as good as Game 82, but hey, we got in, you know.
0: Hey, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one of the memories that definitely sticks out. And and following, you know, that god awful season, everything just culminated to that. And every you know, just making the playoffs and then anything after that was just uh gravy. But they couldn't get past Nashville, but they still they gave him a dogfight. They gave him a good fight. So, um, yeah, any injuries in
1: that series as well? Yes, that's true. Definitely. Um, We're using Andrew Hammond for Christ's sake. You know, I know.
0: I think what the last game and a half. I think he he was in yeah,
1: Game five and six, we had him in.
0: He got and us he was, game six. Yeah, he gave us that. It wasn't terrible. Um, any? Uh, are, are you a collector? Do you have any avalanche gear or paraphernalia that you you save well, and kind of on display? Have,
1: the first thing I got, obviously, I had to get a McKinnon jersey. I have it. I don't. My mom got it for me for Christmas. It's I don't know if it's a, an authentic one, but a okay. hey, it's a jersey. Exactly. And then, not that long ago, I got a Miko Grant in jersey it's much nicer it's it's an authentic real one you know Green. nice um it's it's great though and both are great um you know I, I i try and get what i can you know
0: like which you know, one would you wear the, the first time you get to an avalanche game which one are you wearing
1: that's a tough one i would have to go ranting you know just because yeah and also, you know because also 96 is the same year i was born you know for him
0: oh, as okay. well
1: so I got that going as well, you
0: know gotcha, and uh I usually get a a prediction from people uh whoever's on the show for the rest of the season, obviously can't do that, so mm-hmm. you will be the first one. Why don't we fast forward to next season, and do you think you know clearly this is you know no scientific? Facts behind this whatsoever, so I will not hold you to any prediction that you make. Uh, and the, the roster will look a little bit different. Some guys will leave. Some guys will be signed. Maybe some of these AHL guys might come up. We have no idea what the roster is going to look like. But a year from now, how do you think the Avalanche are going to be looking? Do you think next year? Because some people were saying that. Some people were thinking like, if they get in this year, that's that's great. But they were looking towards next year as the year where they were really going to put everything together. Not that like they weren't close this year. Uh, what would be your crystal ball prediction for next season as far out as that is?
1: Well, the main thing I expect, I expect Bowen Byron to be a part of the team, of course. Okay. All right. I think he's going to be a key contributor. It's, I think the question is we're you know, it's who, who who gets pushed out, Graves, Cole, or Zdoroff. It's it's a tough question. One of them is getting, you know, my, my Who do you think? You take your pick. What's and that? Try and trade him out. I'm trying and think... trade to pull. He's got a year on his contract, so some teams would find that, um, favorable. Maybe you could get a decent pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: My uh, my money's on Zadorov. Yeah, that's that. that's the other one. It's, I don't. I don't a, think uh, him and Bednar are meshing. Uh, Bedmark, Bedmark Bednar expects a lot from him, and I think he's trying. <laughs> he's. I don't think like he's. He's not putting in the effort, but uh, for whatever reason, it just is not working out. And I believe this is his last year on his contract, and he's a restricted free okay, agent. Yeah. So I. Th- I think they're just gonna let him, let him walk, and then because of guys like you said. Like Byram's coming up uh um, Timmins is a defender, so uh and they love graves, so I don't I think Graves is gonna get a nice increase uh so i i, I do I think Zadorov is the guy that kind of gets the short end of the stick, so yeah
1: that's yeah I think he- it's just consistency
0: with him, you know? it is it is it definitely is, so yeah man, uh, we shall see, so I hope um. I don't know. I hope we can get back on the ice this year. I, we are you one of the ones that kind of just holds out those couple percentage points of hope that it will return this year, or do you feel like no, it's not coming back? We should probably just move on.
1: Right now, I, I still have hope. You know, but I mean, they're talking about July. Like, yeah, like they they asked where the stadiums were going to be in July. It's tough because how how how's that going to work for next season? Because hockey is already pretty short off season wise.
0: Yeah, What's I, I like. that that player uh, schedule that they proposed. I don't like that at all, and I don't like it because the Avalanche are a playoff team and could go deep into the playoffs. And if that happens, their off season is is a couple weeks, and then they're right back on the ice. I don't like it. <laughs> Not a fan at all.
1: Yeah, it it's tough. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to a uh, shortened playoffs or something. It doesn't matter what they do records-wise because the ads aren't affected. They're in regardless because you know right. I think they have the third best record in the entire NHL or something like that. So yeah,
0: they're up there, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. A
1: best-of-three series for playoffs. Oof! A playoff. Oof can
0: you I'd rather that? them
1: do just do something than than not give it away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. A best of three would definitely be interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna have to be patient and and see. Like you said, we have no idea where we are with this whole pandemic thing. So, we just got to sit on our hands and and wait it out. So,
1: well, I so saw Adam Silver, he's the commissioner of the NBA, talk about how they might consider doing like another All Star game for charity. I of really the players if they can, maybe as like a. Sorry, we couldn't do the season thing. That would be interesting because I imagine that game they would actually try more. That's um, a good point. But Because
0: you know, they don't really try in the NBA
1: All-Star game, do they? <laughs> well, the, the last <laughs> All-Star game, they actually did try. But normally, yeah. like the, the NHL All-Star game was brutal. Um, yeah. I watched it. It was brutal.
0: Yeah, I usually skip it. I'm <laughs> not a big fan yeah. of All-Star games. So. All right, So, Jacob. Uh, any... Social media platforms. You want anybody out there to follow you on? You do anything? Well, I'm on
1: Facebook. I I do have Twitter, Instagram, but I I don't I don't really use them. You don't I, use them that much. much, Jacob. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Jacob Hill, Facebook.
0: All right. There's there's tons of them. You'll you'll find a Jacob <laughs> Hill somewhere. You know. <laughs> so randomly, just friend all of the Jacob Hills on Facebook, yep. pretty much. All right. Go randomly. Cool. Find right. them. Awesome. All right, man. Appreciate you being on and uh, we'll definitely have you on in the future if you're up for it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I wish it was under, I wish the season was still going on, but Hey. Uh, Yeah, that that's, we'll do that when, when I'll get, definitely get you back on when there's actually a season in play and we can talk about hockey that's happening. Not that might happen. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Alright, so big thank you to Jacob for coming on the show for the Fandom Friday segment. And if that is something that you want to do, shoot me an email, lockedonavalanche at gmail.com, or get a hold of me through one of these social media outlets on Twitter or on Instagram, and we'll set it up. I think we'll keep doing it through the the off season, which is right now. So, uh, yeah, shoot me a, a line if you want to be part of that segment. I would love to have anybody on that's Colorado Avalanche fan. Last piece of business to get to quickly is the latest poll. And like I said, we're not going to have one for the weekend. Start it back up on Monday. Uh, and for this one, it was two guys, Philip Grubauer, Pavel Francouz, who's the Vesna trophy winner for the avalanche and running away. Pavel Francouz wins this one. I think it was 74%, 26%. And it makes sense. Uh, it's, and, and someone in the, uh, In the chat, I want to bring it up to give them credit. Uh, Pretty much, kind of nailed it. So uh, they 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 said overall, Grubauer is probably the better goalie. But this year here, it's uh, his name is Jake. Gruby is the better goalie. But what but what Frank the Tank did for this team was nothing short of heroic. Uh, and that's true, and and you're 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 just giving this award for this season, not overall, not who's the better goalie. Usually, this year, it's hands down. It's Pavel Francouz was the Avalanche best goalie, and uh, we want to heap all the praise on Nathan McKinnon, and he absolutely deserves all of it. Um, we wouldn't be in the position that we were in if it's not for him, but we also might not be there if it wasn't for what Pavel Francouz has done this past season. So, uh, and they rewarded him with a, a nice little contract. Nothing that would break the bank. But for him, uh, you know, that that's a great thing to lock him up for a couple of years. So, uh, I think that went the way that I was expecting it to go. So, we'll be back with another one on Monday. I haven't figured out which one it will be. But rest assured, we will do this uh, when for all of the awards that we can do it for. Um, so, it seems like it's generating some some buzz and people seem to be enjoying taking part in it so that's gonna be it for today it's gonna be it for this week so enjoy the weekend we'll be back next week and see what we can talk about i'm sure there's gonna be some more news coming out about this thing and there's always avalanche news out there and uh i'll be here to divulge it for you guys so thanks for tuning in That'll do it for the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And like always, go check out the Locked On NHL podcast for league-wide news of what's going on with everything. Coronavirus, non-coronavirus, just everything going on with the NHL. Check out Locked On NHL. That's going to do it, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Here's Jovi.
1: Go, abs, go!